I went to my first Baptist yoga class that was in 2007 and I was hooked. So um, it really spoke to me because it's an all levels power flow. So you move and flow through poses and get, as you know, a full body workout. Welcome to the Healthy GSO Podcast, the number one show for active people in Greensboro and the triad who want to stay fit, healthy, strong, and balanced without pain meds, injections, or surgery. Brought to you by LeBauer Physical Therapy and Wellness Center. We're your hosts, Aaron and Andre LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with us today. Hello, welcome back to the Healthy GSO Podcast. This is your host, uh, Dr. Aaron LeBauer from LeBauer Physical Therapy. And today, my special guest is Libby Ramsey. Libby is the owner of Dancing Dogs Yoga here in Greensboro. I've known Libby for seven plus years since she opened her studio here in Greensboro. And I've been a member and a yoga instructor taking her yoga uh, teacher training program. And I want to bring her on the show today because yoga is a huge part of my life and Andra's life. And Libby's a good friend. So Libby, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I'm so glad to be here and get to catch up with you. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. So, um, you know, it's been a while and part of it's because of like how the world is uh, working out. Um, can you spend a few minutes just like share uh, with our audience um, how'd you get into yoga and, you know, what brought you to become like a, a yoga teacher and, and open up a studio? Yeah, so I um, played lacrosse in college and so had a, a life of being an athlete and um, lots and lots of injuries. And um, several years after that, I was training for a marathon and I had this nagging injury and LeBauer PT wasn't around. I was living <laughs> in Charlotte at the time and my running partner, who was an ultra marathoner said, you need to be doing half pigeon pose. And I was like, yoga's boring. I don't do that not a workout. And he said, Oh, no, no, you need to practice Baptiste yoga. And I have to be honest with you, I don't even remember that guy's name, but I'd love to find him and tell him what <laughs> happened awesome. since because we left Charlotte and moved to other cities. But um, anyway, I went to my first Baptiste yoga class that was in 2007. And I was mm-hmm. hooked. So um, it really spoke to me because it's an all levels power flow. So you move and flow through poses and get as you know, a full body workout in addition to um, the mindfulness benefits of yoga and the breath, which I'd never in all my years of training, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, at least it wasn't really a part of higher level training of athletes, mindfulness and breath. Um, and then of course, like the flexibility and injury prevention. So I was hooked. And then years later, so I guess in 2012, Um, we moved to Greensboro for my husband's job and there was no yoga that was a fit for me here, although many great yoga studios. Um, and so I started teaching Baptiste yoga, just kind of as word spread, like in people's backyards and, you know, the person with the empty dining room with no furniture in it was a yoga studio. And, um, it just kind of led me to eventually opening my own studio. So that was never my grand plan to own a yoga studio. It was just a need for me and wanting to have community and create something for Baptiste yoga here. Yeah. That's awesome. Had, had you tried like other styles of yoga or, I mean, was it to you, was it only just stretching and, you know, meditate, I mean, meditating or just sitting around talking about what we're going to do today? 
Right. I, um, I mean, this is what I would say about yoga. When someone says, oh, I've tried it and I don't like it. I always say, maybe you just haven't found the right style of yoga mm-hmm. for you. Because the fact is there are many different styles and we could probably sit here and come up with a dozen off the top of our heads, but there are also different teachers and there are different, you know, Baptiste yoga, for example, was founded by Baron Baptiste based on many ancient practices of yoga, like Bikram and Ashtanga. And he studied with Patabi Joyce and all of these ancient practices that he then created Baptiste power yoga from. So, um, that's what works for me. And that's what's working for our dancing dogs yoga community. But mm-hmm. um, I would always say to people, like, if you don't like this, that's fine. It's not anyone can do it. Um, and it's all levels, but it's not for everybody. So maybe like try a different style of yoga. And that was true for me in the opposite way. I just hadn't found it yet. Right, right. As I, you know, I feel like, you know, there's some misconceptions about yoga. Like number one is probably I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Is yeah, there like a misconception, <laughs> right? <laughs> For like, every time someone said that to me. Yeah, like I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. And like, well, you, you probably, that means you probably should be doing yes. yoga. Why do you think people have that misconception? Oh, I think a lot of it is around um, just our innate human nature to want to win and be good at stuff, whatever mm. it is, um, you know, fear of failure. And I think there's also a... Um, I see and hear a lot of just story around like what it looks like, like people seeing you do yoga or seeing you do something right or wrong. And um, I think that story quickly flies out the window once you do a couple, um, particularly these all levels power flow classes where the whole point is to not match, not be perfect, to move and flow with breath. And because every class is all levels, we don't have level one yoga, level two yoga, level three, but just all are all levels power yoga. So you, Aaron, might be in a handstand between sun salutation A's over here and another person might be taking child's pose and that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. So once you kind of see that in action and realize that everyone's actually in his or her own world, um, in his or her own yoga practice, you kind of, it kind of lets you off the hook so that you can really start to get the value of the practice. Right. You know, one thing I really liked about, um, practicing, uh, Baptiste yoga with you guys, I mean, Andre and I had practiced it, uh, before in other places, uh, San Francisco, and there was someone else here teaching it. Like when we first moved to town mm-hmm. 18 years ago, um, in just like a little small studio, we did that a couple of times. But when I came to Dancing Dogs, what I really liked was the empowerment to not have to fit into what the teacher was saying to do, but to take care of your own body and the encouragement to get outside of my comfort zone and do something that I haven't done in a while, um, which I didn't find that in other classes. And that's what spoke to me. Can you um, share a little bit more about like why is that? It might not be unique to Baptiste, but it's a big part of what. Um, the style of yoga is about. Can you share a little bit more about, about that? Yeah. So Baptiste is rooted in a lot of, there are several kind of sets of themes and um, law, the laws of transformation, for example, which Mm -hmm. you probably still have memorized the 12 laws of transformation, like be still and know, step out of your comfort zone, um, commit to growth, remove the rocks, right? So messages that are woven throughout every Baptiste yoga class. And so what I always say to our teachers is, 
you could speak around and around about these things all the time, but if you're delivering this message that you can use on your mat and off your yoga mat in those same words, in those themes, like be a yes, give up what you must, right? So as we hear those things in multiple classes over time, they start to become a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Again, like on your yoga mat in a challenging moment or a moment of opening or rest. And also in moments of opening or rest or challenge off of your mat. Like right. every single day I use my yoga off my mat. There are plenty of days where I don't get to do a physical practice, but I certainly practice yoga in my life. And um, I fully credit Baptiste Yoga with that and just what I've learned and practiced for 12 years. Right. Um, what does that mean off your mat? Because like, I'm sure people are like, I don't know what she's saying. Like, what do you mean off your mat? Right, off your mat. So in other words, like seeing that a challenging pose in your yoga practice, like a chair pose, for example, so like sitting in a low squat, a teacher might be cooking you there for a minute, your legs are burning, and then you go to your head, like how much longer, this is terrible, and then it's over. And so a message you might learn in that challenging moment, then later that day, you're like parenting your children and they're being terrible. And you think, oh, this is my chair pose, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the same thing. It's a moment in time and you can apply what worked there in your yoga practice to um, your life off of your yoga mat. Yeah. I always tell people that my third child is my yoga practice. Like yeah. <laughs> that's it. She's it. That's awesome. I, you know, I, one of those other quotes that I really love um, is that the pose doesn't start until you're ready to leave it. Mm. Right. And that, I don't know, that, that just hit that. I, I can't remember who I heard that from the very first time, but it was like so many people are ready to just get out of discomfort. Yeah. Well, we're that, wired, as you know, from working with bodies your whole life, like we're wired to avoid discomfort mm-hmm. mentally. Because our, our minds say, oh, whoa, this is uncomfortable. I shouldn't be here. Oh, this is scary. I shouldn't do it. So in the physical practice, um, that comes up for you. And so I always tell people like the practice, for example, in balancing poses, when you're wobbling, like the point of balancing poses isn't to do them a little bit and do them great and not fall. The point mm-hmm. is to go to your edge in a pose and kind of see what it's like there and maybe fall and come back into it. And in doing so, we're training our bodies to not be comfortable, to be better at being uncomfortable. So then, I mean, I swear anytime I, you know, like trip over a rug in my house or roll my ankle running or something like that, I think if it were not for yoga, I would have just seriously injured myself. But my body is trained to be in weird shapes or, right, or fall and get back up or whatever it is. Yeah. How is that different than when you were training uh, to play lacrosse? I mean, you guys, I'm sure you had your season and you had your off-season workouts and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. how is that, I mean, right? How is that different? Yeah, I had such great experience. Now, granted, I'm 41 years old, so I was playing college lacrosse 20 mm-hmm. years ago, 20 plus years ago, and I'm, <laughs> I'm certain I actually teach yoga to a lot of college athletes now, and I always say to them, I'm sure they're like, okay, old lady. But I always say to them, I wish I had had the benefits of this practice when I was your age and when I was training. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would circle up and the captains would stand in the middle of the circle and lead a stretch. I mean, we had a strength and conditioning coach. We did a ton of running and agility work, um, a ton of lifting, and obviously lots of hours actually playing lacrosse. But 
not a ton of stretching. And I think what works in this particular practice of Baptiste yoga or really any style that is a vinyasa flow, you're moving your muscles and your body through a greater range of motion. So you're stretching through a greater range of motion. So opposed to, as opposed to like the ballistic movements of just lifting weights or something like that, you are um, in a pose where you are both strengthening and stretching through a wider range of motion at the same time. So you tell me, but to me, that's probably why as an adult, I'm avoiding injury from running and playing tennis or lifting or all the people who come to us from CrossFit because they have been injured there or may think, you know, they want to keep it up, but they know that they need a balance. Um, And my experience as an adult playing sports and being a runner is like, if I weren't doing yoga, I think I'd be sidelined a lot more. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like about, um, yoga it's it's mobility but with power yoga and what i found specifically with baptiste yoga was it's power yoga so you're using your muscles through the full range of motion but with baptiste you're there's a focus on on going the other direction so it's not all forward. there's a lot more forward folding but there's a segment of the class where you're you're doing back bends and extension Mm -hmm. movements you don't get that in a lot of other classes like people don't Mm -hmm. do that and they don't do the arm balances and the strength um, poses where you're using your upper body to, um, and so that I felt like it was a more well-rounded, um, version. Mm -hmm. Although some days I'm leaving like, all we did was forward folds and like, Mm -hmm. I need more extension, but I can do that on my own. But that's one of the reasons I, it is, it's, you're taking your whole body through the full range of motion while you're having to, um, develop power versus Mm -hmm. just, um, a flexibility or alignment based, which is really great for certain people. And so that's what I found different. But how about the, um, as an athlete, were you, were you taking those lessons that you learned on the field? Did that it helping you in your life outside of lacrosse? Or was it just about like, how do we perform? Like, because funny, again, that was a long time ago. And I feel like, um, I've said this to my children too. I feel like the whole trajectory of my life was affected by my time playing Mm -hmm. a high level college sport. So yes. And I think in the moment when I was in my early twenties, I wasn't necessarily applying. There wasn't an on the field, off the field, like maybe in action in terms of what I was learning. I think it was more that um, I processed it all later. And it's like that now, even, I mean, there'll be something that comes up in a yoga class and I think, or maybe I didn't even consider it. And then hours later or days later, I think, Oh, this is one of those things. Yeah. Um, so I also think that probably comes with maturity, making right. those connections. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. Like I look back when I was racing bikes, I'm like, all, I mean, that was my whole life. And I didn't learn the lessons from that until, you know, the last five years. Right. Totally. You know? But I, but the yoga teacher training I did, that had an impact on me now. And that was, that's been, has it been eight years, seven years ago? Yeah. You and I one put that first one or two. Yeah. And I had put some of those lessons into the online course that I was building at that time. And it was just, you know, it's like, it's, it, it had a very um, uh, big effect on my, on my life outside of yoga immediately yeah. because of the critical thinking and the self-reflection stuff that's involved. Well, and a funny thing about it is you learn all these principles, but actually when you're in the moment and in a class, it's not like you're sitting there. I always say to people like setting an intention is not thinking about what your biggest problem is off your yoga mat and solving it during mm-hmm. this 45 or 60 minute class. An intention is like, 
what are you up to that's bigger than yourself in your life? Is it joy? Is it connection? Is it presence? Is it power? Is it energy? What's the thing? Because if you can spend 45 minutes to an hour on that, then all the other things will follow, all the figuring out and whatever. Like actually the practice, the actual physical yoga practice, the class is not where we're going to solve all the problems. Yeah, that's for later. You save that for later off your mat. That's so awesome. The first 20 times I heard you say that, and I was like, I don't know what she means, but you know, I'll, I'll get into it. So Libby, what are, what are you up to right now? What are, you, what are you a yes for? Yeah, well, gosh, it's an interesting time to own a yoga studio mm-hmm. and be a parent. I will say that. <laughs> right. um, you know, it has um, stretched me in totally new ways, as it has all small business owners, for sure, just figuring out, okay, like what is it's been great exercise in figuring out what is most essential in terms of literally just keeping my business alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, on March 17th, that was the last day we had regular in-person classes. And on March 19th, we started live zoom classes. And then around September 15th, we reopened. So now we have socially distant seven to eight foot apart mats mask until you're on your mat. And then every class the teacher is teaching to the people in front of her and then also people live on Zoom. So, um, you know, that alone, you've been through teacher training. No one teaches you how to teach on Zoom. Now they do, right? now. (laughs) Right. And they definitely don't teach you to teach to people over here on a camera and to people here in front of you. And you can't move around the room. I mean, so much of who I am as a teacher is like, being out in the room with people. And so now we're like on X marks the spot. It's just a a different experience, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's actually better than you ever thought it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more, like, what are you guys doing right now over at Dancing Dogs Yoga? Um, And how are, like, are you back up to, you know, classes? Like, do people have to, um, they have to schedule ahead of time? You know, what are some of the ways that you're making this work and um, how are you still out there helping people? It's a totally different model than it was before. Like it used to be, we could fit 34 people in the room. Now Mm -hmm. we can have 11. Yeah. Um, You used to be able to decide at 1145 that, oh, I have time to run to yoga and you could grab your mat and go. And sometimes you could do that now, but you do have to sign up in advance. Um, We send the Zoom link 10 minutes before class time for people who are doing it from home. But in terms of the studio space, it's worked out beautifully. And honestly, Aaron, I think it's a testimonial to our community, like the people who are there. Yeah. And honestly, I'd like to say, we can make this gross generalization that people in the world right now are just more patient and willing to do what they need to do. So mm-hmm. we're taking temperatures out the door. You have to sign up in advance. We have to charge no-show fees, which I've never had to do in eight years. It didn't really matter because there was plenty of room, but right. now we have to hold people accountable to using their spots, which stinks. Um, It's not a fun part of it, but it just is what it is in the pandemic world of running this kind of business. Um, You know, we're in, everybody's in taped off mat spots and, you know, we hand out cold lavender towels at the end of class, which are a hit. They're probably the thing everyone has missed the most since March. Mm -hmm. So we brought them back this week and those lavender towels are you know, bleached in the wash and they're rolled by somebody wearing a mask. And when we hand them out, I use tongs like a flight attendant, like right. passing out. But it's great. Yeah. So, you know, it just, um, it is what it is. And I'm hopeful that we can keep up this model for a while. Certainly it has been a yoga practice. Like talk about yoga off mm-hmm. your mat to just adapt. 
right. and fall and get back up and say, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting this. One of the big messages of Baptist yoga, which you've heard before, I'm sure I've said it to you, is release your expectations, like drop mm-hmm. what you know, right? Like right. there's no knowing right now um, in your life at home, on your yoga mat ever. Um, a fun thing about teaching Baptist yoga is that we have this structure called journey into power, but every, so every class has a similar general structure and yet every class is a little different. Mm -hmm. And as a teacher, you don't plan the class in advance, really. Like you're just in it with your students. And if I decide we're going to do four crow poses today, that wasn't because the night before I wrote it down on a piece of paper. It's because that's just what's happening in the moment. Um, And so that to me has been like the greatest lesson for my running my business right now too. Just like, in the moment, what does this moment call for right now? Yeah, that's great. That's so awesome. And I mean, wouldn't you agree it's more important to have yoga in your life now than pretty much ever before? It's funny. An interesting part about having Zoom, and I would just say generally yoga during the pandemic, we've yeah. lost plenty of people for mm-hmm. sure. Like every business, every fitness part of yeah. the fitness industry has. Um, but there are so many people who are doing, who are doing more yoga than ever. And particularly on Zoom, I think there are a lot of people who have just gotten into the routine of like, I'm going to start my day with 8.30 a.m. yoga every day, or I'm going to end my day with 5.30 or 6.30 p.m. yoga every day. Wow. Um, and so we see people who are doing probably more yoga than when you had to come to the studio for it. Well, that's Because it, it's more convenient because yeah. they don't have to drive there. And yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Are you guys have, uh, so you have yoga classes that are in person and in Zoom, do you have just Zoom classes or is it uh, just basically the same schedule for both? Now? The only classes that are Zoom only at this point are um, our HIT class, which is like mm-hmm. a Tabata, 10 sec- 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, crazy blast yeah. of cardio, which is a great combination to do mm-hmm. right before yoga. Um, that one and our Prana Pump class, which is an hour long class of like yoga, cardio and light weights. Um, those two classes are Zoom only just because we don't really want to have people like flailing their bodies all over the place in our space. I think we'd have to give like double the amount of space to everyone. So those are Zoom only. But every other class, and it's kind of been fun when we first had our first class that had people in the studio with the teacher and still at home on Zoom, I sent a message to a few of the Zoomers and I just said, how was that? Like, did you feel left out mm-hmm. or did you feel like I wasn't talking to you? And they all said, that was awesome. I felt like I was a part of something even bigger yeah. because I was zooming in. And in Baptiste yoga, when we teach, we don't practice with you. So I'm teaching to you like this mm-hmm. and teaching to the people in the room in front of me. And so you, you are seen. Um, I've had a lot of friends around the country who've become regulars at our studio yeah. on Zoom and they never practiced yoga before. That's awesome. Um, and so it's it's kind of a you know testament to Zoom Zoom working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like I've been doing more yoga lately. <laughs> you know, I've gotten to a good groove of, you know, getting up in the mornings and working out. But my body is like, you need yoga. It just tells yeah. me. Does your body tell you when you need it? Yes. And the funny thing about it is, um, I mean, I've had times in my life with injuries where I've had to modify my practice a good bit, like doing push-ups on my knees because of a shoulder injury. I injure myself doing other things, not doing yoga. And so yoga is for the fixing. But an interesting thing I've experienced lately is I have um, kind of a forearm injury from tennis, just overuse, because tennis tennis has been a very Mm COVID-friendly sport. So I've been playing more than usual. 
as a, as like cross training and, um, wheel pose is a big, you know, one of the pinnacle poses of backbend in the Baptist practice. And it's an intense pose. And what I've found is that stretch to have my hands behind me and really open up my shoulders and through my forearm is helping what's going on with this injury. And you might think, oh, that's an intense pose. Like maybe you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And um, my experience of just working through like the shoulder opening and um, strengthening, but with body weight, like all that kind of stuff is really sustained me. But now I need to take the winner off of right. more <laughs> yoga. Two more yoga presses a week, a little less right. time. Mm, that's great. How have you seen Baptiste yoga impact other people's lives? Yeah. Um, gosh, in countless ways. And I have to tell you that it really lifts me up these days in particular when mm-hmm. people, often we get messages from people that just say, I just want you to know how much this has changed my life. And you'd think those messages would maybe like stop coming because we've been around for a while. Um, but they continue to just, impact people. And, um, I think a big part of it is the connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get yoga anywhere these days. Let's be honest, like just in the same way you could Google physical therapy <laughs> and probably find some exercises, but it's not the same as going to see you. Right. Um, and so in the same way, I think the community and connection, um, and like really personal experience of our classes and Baptiste yoga, um, make a difference. A really neat thing that's happened is Baron Baptiste, my teacher and the founder of the style of yoga has moved all of his trainings online. You know, a year ago, everybody would say, what? I'm going to spend five straight days on Zoom from nine to six. That's crazy. That sounds terrible. And yet hundreds of people and probably six of our teachers have completed a hundred hours of training with him on Zoom over the last few months. And it's like something that wouldn't have been possible otherwise, probably. One of the people travels to the West Coast for her job twice a month. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is pregnant. Like somebody else said, I couldn't have afforded it when I was going to have to travel to Arizona for a week, but I can do this here. So that's been really neat to see it open doors. You know, otherwise kind of bad time could open doors for somebody to do something they couldn't do otherwise. That's great. Um, I got a few more questions um, for you before we finish up. Let's say someone hasn't done yoga or they've been like, oh, I had a yoga experience. It wasn't that great. But maybe I'm thinking about doing it again. What are like three to five things that uh, people should look out for or should expect when, you know, going to a yoga class or finding like the yoga class studio or style that like works for them? Yeah. So I would say, you know, I don't have any billboards on Battleground Avenue. The people come to us by word of mouth, Mm -hmm. not even like Google searches, really. It's word of mouth. So I would say like ask around and ask around with some people who are like you in terms of what they like to do for exercise, because that Mm -hmm. could be a good tip in terms of finding somewhere that's a good fit for your personality in terms of what you like to do to move your body. Um, two, I would say be prepared, like actually look at the website and if it says bring a mat and towel and a water bottle, like bring those things <laughs> because the more you feel like you have what you need, um, the better experience you're going to have. I'd say arrive a few minutes early. We so often have brand new students like walk in right at class time and then they're all frazzled. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, I would say, and this is probably the hardest part, but if you can give up what it looks like and get out of your head and just listen. Like, just listen to what the teacher is saying. You'll get it. Like, in, in particularly, I can only really speak to Baptiste Yoga, but we use a formula in our teaching called point to point. See, we will say action, body part, where? 
reach your right hand to the ceiling or drop your left heel to the floor. And so you could be like a swivel head looking around everywhere, or you could just listen to those words and do them. So um, I think that's a great, that's probably the hardest thing to do at your first class. And it's cool if you're there being a swivel head, that's fine too. Um, Because generally someone in the room, most people in the room are probably already doing it. So you can see it. Um, But anyway, I think that that those would be some pieces of advice. And that's awesome. That's super helpful. So if someone wants to come uh, check out dancing dogs uh, yoga, like what's the best way to do that? Is there, should they, where do they go? Should they check out your website? Yeah. Thanks. Um, so our website is dancingdogsyogagreensboro.com and you can see our schedule there. You can see lots of frequently asked questions and stuff like that, but our awesome deal, which I love, we've been offering this since the day we opened mm-hmm. May 5th, 2012. Um, is 30 days of yoga, unlimited yoga for $30. And the reason we do that as opposed to like a first class free or $5 first class is because we really want people to come a lot. Mm-hmm. The first time you come, you might be like, I think I liked that. I'm pretty sore the next day. Like, I don't really know. Did I like it? And so it gives you a great excuse because it's such a good deal to come a whole bunch and try a bunch of different classes and times and teachers and get a feel for our community. So that's the best way to get started with us. And you can use all of our class passes, including the 30-day deal, are good for Zoom or studio. So you can do both. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And then what about uh, someone's connect with you guys, like social media? Are you guys like Instagram, Facebook, or is there somewhere? Our, we're go? on Instagram a lot because it seems like just a great, quick, easy way to connect with people, especially yeah. right now. So um, our handle is Greensboro. DDY Greensboro and um, Dancing Dogs Yoga Greensboro on Facebook as well. We also have a really cool page that's open to anyone, but you do have to ask to join. Um, And it's called DDYG Yogis. So we post like yoga content there. Like we'll share this there, but we've shared some of Andra's meditations, for example, Mm -hmm. or interesting articles we find or yoga tips. Like every Friday we do a pose tip from one of our teachers. So it's just like great fun connection. Sometimes we'll put up a poll. We put up an interesting poll the other day. I need to look at the results today of like, what's the number one thing you do other than yoga for exercise, like CrossFit or lifting or running or walking or sports, biking, whatever. So um, yeah, it's just a place to engage and people from all over the place are a part of it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, is there, Libby, is there anything else that I, is there a question I've forgotten to ask you that you think would be important or something else you'd like to share? No, I don't think so, Aaron. I just think, um, like I would say on behalf of us and probably you too, like, thank you to people who are sticking with us because mm-hmm. I know it's a time when it would be easy to just, uh, many people have fallen off the yoga wagon or stopped going to PT or they're doing all their shopping on Amazon, right? And so for all the people who are sticking with small businesses and contributing to their fitness communities, wherever that is, whether it's yoga, whether it's DDY or whether it's something else, like that really matters. Um, That's really lifting up our community right now for sure. So um, yeah, that's an important thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. (laughs) I mean, it is, it's it's a tough world out there, but you know, I think that 2020 is going to be one of the best things that's happened to us. We just have to see it in the rearview mirror. You know, I agree. Totally. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being here, Libby. And for everyone out there, you know, drop your expectations to drop what you know, just keep moving and we'll see you guys on the next show. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. If you want more free resources and tips, go to healthygso.com. We'll see you next time on the Healthy GSO podcast.